everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Pod Jerky. I am your host, Director Awesome, and I am joined once again by my lovely wife, Mrs. Awesome. Welcome. I like the way you say that. My lovely wife. <laughs> How else am I supposed to introduce you? I don't know. At least I'm saying something nice, right? <laughs> sure. Sure, yeah. sure. Okay, on today's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about time travel. Uh, this is an episode that uh, the new girl and I were going to touch base on a little bit. However, I apologize. Um, I have no context to the yeah. way this conversation is going to go. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was just saying uh, uh, the new girl and I were going to talk about this. But uh, again, unfortunately, um, the new girl is unable to appear on the show right now. Um, and we wish her to be back fairly shortly. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, wish you uh, to come back soon so we can get some more episodes done. Uh, but in the meantime, again, Mrs. Awesome is filling in uh, and we appreciate you coming back on the show to do some more episodes. Okay. I'm sure our our fans uh, miss the lovely Mrs. I have awesome. To put my Christmas gift to work. <laughs> yes, your Christmas gift. Uh, we've explained that, that I bought a microphone for you so that you could appear <laughs> on the show and sound much more crisp than just having a like oh, yes. little earphone microphone on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So today the running we are, joke in the family now. Yes, it is. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about time travel. Um, now for those people who do know a lot about time travel, please do not uh, jump all over us um, because we don't know a lot about it. A lot like I basically know nothing about it. Um, we just know, future. yeah, you know what you hear on TV. Yeah. You know what you hear on TV, you know what you hear in, you know, reading stuff. Um, but that's pretty much it. Way. Yeah. That's it. Everything so, I know is based off of a movie. Yeah. So basically what they define time travel is, uh, the concept of movement between certain points in time. Um, that's basically what time travel so is. Yeah. Pretty simple. Um, the, the faster you move through space, the slower you move through time. So in order to slow down time, you would have to move 186,000 miles per second. That would slow down time. That's pretty fast. Um, I don't know how anyone would achieve that speed, but, um, that's apparently the speed that you need to move in order to slow down time. Uh, now during this episode, I'm going to give you a couple of stories. Um, I thought you were going to give me a math problem. No, no. I'll give you a couple of stories of people who have claimed to be time travelers, and then you can give your opinions on what you think about those those stories. Um, okay. So bullshit um, or not bullshit? Is that what we're playing? Is this the pretty game? much? Pretty much. Okay. Uh, so basically, uh, one of the the theories online is if you're standing between two simultaneous lightning strikes, you'd absorb the light from both sides at the same time. However, if someone were moving past you at the speed of light. They would only see the first lightning strike as they are passing and then the second one. They wouldn't see a simultaneous lightning strike at the same time. They'd see the first one and then the second one if they were moving at the speed of light. So that's time travel. It slowed it down. They were able to see one and then the other where you would be seeing both. So that's pretty much what they're saying about time travel. Sure. Yeah. Now okay. let's talk about Marty and Back to the Future. Um, so his adventure. So. It's a variation of the grandfather paradox. Now, what what happens if you're to go back in time and kill your grandfather before your father is conceived? If you're successful, how is it possible that you're alive to kill your grandfather in the first place? 
Oh my God. Head scratcher, grandfather paradox. Now, okay. Okay, go ahead. Give your answer. uh, But at some point that time, that time has already happened because, because you are able to travel back. So are you on a different, what do they call them? Time loop, time stream, whatever it's called. Timeline. Okay. Whatever it is. Like at some, you're, you have the ability to travel back because something has happened. The future you go back to is potentially altered as a result of what you did when you went back in time. But at some point you had to, the, that story had to have happened for you to have been able to travel back. So you're altering something that will happen in the future, but not necessarily something that altered in the past. Okay. So now. Does that make gonna, sense at all? I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what a recent study said at the University of Queensland. Um, they said that they may have the answer to this paradox. So in this study, the researchers proved mathematically that paradox-free time travel is possible, showing that the universe will self-correct to avoid inconsistencies. If this is true, then even if we could travel back in time, we would never be able to alter events to create a different future. So it says, now these new findings are enlightening. There appear to be more evidence that although time dilation can allow us to glimpse the future, we will never be able to visit the past. So Stephen Hawking, in his book called Black Holes and Baby Universes, says the best evidence that we have the the best evidence we have that time travel into the past is not possible and never will be is that we have not been invaded by hordes of tourists from the future which totally makes sense if there were time travel why aren't people coming back from the future right now in order but then if i time travel based on this theory and i go to the future then i have to stay there so it that, because so in order the, the, to come the, back, I'd have to travel back in time. So this is where it all gets, you know, messy, messy because if we look at what uh, they say in the Avengers, it kind of makes sense. I where still they can't say, follow that storyline as many times as we traveling to the past does not change your future. If you ch- if you travel down to the past, that becomes your future. And now you're in a new reality. So now you're in a new timeline. You're in that new timeline. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, let's get into a couple of um, actual people who have claimed to be in time travel. They've they've traveled from the future into the past. Some interesting things that have happened. Uh, I'm sure I we've Stephen Hawking, just for the record. I do too. Um, but you know, we've. I've, I'm pretty sure this photo has been online a ton that we've seen uh, people in the 40s that are talking on cell phones. Uh, cell phones weren't created back then. Do you have a copy of this photo? I don't have. I, I, see, I see this on online all the time. Uh, I'm not saying it's not altered. I don't know. Um, but this is kind of one of the uh, main things that people talk about with time travel. If this person has a cell phone in the in the uh, past, how in, how in God's name did they have this cell phone in the past? Um, they would have had to travel from the future. Bullshit or not? Bullshit. I believe so too. Uh, it's probably something else that people mistake for a cell phone. Um, not a hundred percent sure what it was, uh, but there are these these photos that are circulating around the internet that are. I feel, I feel like you should have had said photos and pop them up so that we could debate this. I, I don't have said photo. We're gonna um, Google them later because now, now I need yes. to see them. Yeah, uh, there was another guy. 
that said he was from the future and said World War Three happens in 2015. Well, Thoughts on that one? We're in 2022. World War Three has not happened yet, although correct. we're not far off from something catastrophic happening. Um, but uh, this would have been a story back in, you know, 20, pre- you know, pre 2015. Um, where he but said wasn't that there, like a whole there. bunch of stuff that was supposed to happen in 2015. Like there was a whole Nostradamus theory on 2015, like a whole bunch of world ending stuff. Well, well, here's the thing with the the, the world ending 2012, maybe because of because of the movie. I don't know. Yeah, there you you can say what you want about uh, things that are happening. You can you can claim anything you want. If it happens, you're a genius. If it doesn't, you're just a kook, right? I mean. Fair. People, That's people, a fair statement. People are going to say, you know what, maybe this guy is onto something or this girl is onto something and they may have some valid points that they're making. And this is this is how it happens. Now, this next guy kind of did if it you the think right about it, way. Before you move on to the next guy, because if you think about it, how old is Nostradamus? Like the stories of Nostradamus. And we Thousands, still talk yeah. about it right. as if he was able to predict the future based on i mean there was some heavy interpretation of his work right but we still talk about it but some of the stuff that he did predict did come to fruition however was based it on the, interpretation right i was well, right? that's what i was going to say was it the interpretation that we had from him yeah based on whatever it was but however that's not really time anyway, travel sorry side track, side yes track. um so another guy and and this is where i'm saying from the last one is he he was a little bit smarter. He said that he had traveled thirty thousand, sorry, three thousand years into the future, and yeah. said that the world ends in the year five thousand. He sees and he takes a photo of Los Angeles underwater due to climate change. So now when he's gone. Predictions that that's going to happen. Right, but now he's given himself that time frame where all of us that are living right now will never be able to verify. Right. Because we are not going to be alive to verify it. So he doesn't right. look so much as a well, coup. clearly no one else will either. Right. So um, <laughs> apparently he brought this photo back and, you know, what, what they can do with computers and stuff like that is is uh, I crazy. Gotta know. You know, Does I Los can... Angeles look different. Like, are the Jetsons flying around? Well, or is yeah. it basically an image of Los Angeles as we know it today? Photoshopped underwater. Right. It's completely. That's how you'd have to. It's Think completely it. underwater, completely underwater. It's just, the it's like Atlantis. LA? Yes. Or a future LA. No, it's the current LA. Well, then so, it's full of crap because you're telling well, me the LA's landscape hasn't changed at all in 2,500 years. Well, we, we, we don't know. Well, you can't really tell the current landscape. Have you been underwater. downtown Toronto? But There's a yes, new condo every five minutes. I know, but you can't tell underwater. You don't see what's buried at like, you know, under the water and I you, you say can only say it bullshit look i'm i'm only going by time travel stories that were posted with online you. you asked me my opinion i say bullshit okay, okay so let's get into this one then <laughs> this one here let's let it's pretty interesting so <laughs> okay. andrew carlson was supposedly arrested in march of 2003 for sec violations for making 126 high risk stock trades and being successful on every one as wow. reported Carlson started with an initial investment of $800 and ended up with $350 million, which drew the attention of the SEC. Later reports suggest that after his arrest, 
He submitted a four-hour confession wherein he claimed to be a time traveler from 200 years in the future. He offered to tell investigators such things as the whereabouts of Osama bin Laden and the cure for AIDS in return for a lesser punishment and to be allowed to return to his time craft, although he refused to tell investigators the location or workings of his craft. A mysterious man posted his bail and Carlson was scheduled for court hearings, but was never seen again. Records show that he never existed. What do you think about that? Oh, that one gave me goosebumps a little. So part of me just thought, I mean, people disappear all the time and can wipe themselves from the face of the earth. We've seen it like it happens. But keep in Um, mind, this was in 2003. Um, So even then. And honestly, some people are just freaking geniuses when it comes to the stock market. So he is just probably insanely, ridiculously smart when it comes to stocks and trading um, in order to be able to do that. Or they were never able to prove insider trading. But I'm not going to lie. The fact that he just like disappeared off the face of the earth. And um, I mean, I don't really believe that he can tell you half the stuff he claims he can tell you. That one's a little creepy. But if we go back to Stephen Hawking saying that it's impossible to travel back in time. Yeah. Then this can't happen. No, but the story itself is just a little bit creepy. If you think about it, right? Like if he really went from $800 to 350 million, that in itself is pretty incredible. Even if you had insider trading information, would you be able to pull that off without getting caught to the like they it's not like the FBI or whoever was interviewing him actually had proof <coughs> sorry that he had done it. I don't know that one's a little creepy not I'm not chalking it up to time travel. Um, the story itself is just really creepy. See for me, if I was an FBI investigator or whatever it was that was interviewing him, I would have said, okay, you know what? put your money where your mouth is. Tell us where bin Laden is. I want to know where bin Laden is. If you come through with that, we'll work the deal for you. If you don't, we know you're full of shit. Right. You know, um, I've had this discussion with lots of people. He could say there's a cure for AIDS. Do they want a cure for AIDS or do they want a cure for cancer? It's a big pharma thing. I'm not going to get into that because we've, we've discussed that already in the frame. Yeah. Um, so is that really something that they want? Time traveling craft. I don't know. I don't know. Like we don't know what's in the future, well, right? No we proof, don't right? know. So right. it's all hearsay. So when it's all hearsay, there's a lot of doubt. Yes, definitely. If you prove evidence of these things that you say that you have or know. That's a different story. Then you can prove that there's a possibility beyond a reasonable doubt. But right now it's just a bunch of words. Yes. So then you have to kind of call bullshit. At this point, but the point, fact that he disappeared off the face of the earth and there's no record of his existence. I mean, again, it's not like computers weren't around in 2003. Right. So at this point, easy to be able to manipulate. At this point, like those are the the stories that I have found online about. Um, I want to see the pictures of 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 time travel, but I'm going to play a short video uh, mm-hmm. right now that is going to go into uh, the podcast explaining time travel. So let's have a look at that. One evening in the spring of 1905, Albert Einstein, then a mere patent clerk in Bern, after trudging through his day's work, decided to board a tramcar on his way home. Einstein would often wrap up his work as soon as possible to contemplate the truths of the universe in his free time. It was one of these thought experiments he devised on that tramcar that revolutionized modern physics forever. While receding away from the Zeitglogge clock tower, 
Einstein imagined what would happen if the tram car were receding at the speed of light. He realized that if he were to travel at 186,000 miles per second, the clock's hands would appear to completely freeze. At the same time, Einstein knew that, back at the clock tower, the hands would tick along at their normal pace. For Einstein, time had slowed down. This thought blew his mind. Einstein concluded that the faster you move through space, the slower you move through time. How is this possible? Einstein's work was heavily influenced by two of the most iconic physicists of all time. First, there were the laws of motion, discovered by his idol, Isaac Newton, and second were the laws of electromagnetism, laid down by James Clerk Maxwell. Newton's laws insisted that velocities are never absolute, but always relative, so that their magnitudes must be appended by the phrase, with respect to. For instance, a train travels at 40 kilometers per hour with respect to someone at rest. However, it only travels 20 kilometers per hour with respect to a train traveling 20 kilometers per hour in the same direction. Or, it travels 60 kilometers per hour with respect to another train traveling in the opposite direction at 20 kilometers per hour. This is also true for the velocities of Earth, the Sun, and the entire Milky Way galaxy. On the other hand, Maxwell found that the speed of an electromagnetic wave, such as light, is fixed at an exorbitant 299,792,458 meters per second, regardless of who observes it. However, Maxwell's notion seems incompatible with Newton's notion of relative velocities. If Newton's laws are truly universal, why should the speed of light be an exception? This presented Einstein mm. with a daunting dilemma. This conflict between the ideas of Newton and Maxwell can be demonstrated with another of Einstein's brilliant thought experiments. Einstein imagined himself on a train platform witnessing two lightning bolts strike on either side of him. Now, because Einstein stands precisely in the middle of the two strikes, he receives the resulting beams of light from both sides at the same time. However, Things get more complicated when someone on a passing train views this event while whizzing past Einstein at the speed of light. If the speed of light conforms to the rules of relativity, then the person on the train wouldn't witness the lightning strike simultaneously. Logically, the light closer to the man on the train would reach him first. A measurement of the speed of light made by both men would differ in magnitude. This would contradict an apparently fundamental truth of the universe. Einstein had to make a difficult choice. Either Newton's laws were incomplete, or the speed of light was not a universal constant. Einstein realized that the two notions could coexist with a small tweak in Newton's laws. To get rid of the discrepancy in the measurements, Einstein suggested that time itself, for the man on the train, must slow down to compensate for the decrease in speed, such that the magnitude remains a constant. Einstein called this absurdity time dilation, and his newfound theory was special relativity. Newton believed that time moved unflinchingly in a single direction, forward. Einstein, however, had just realized that time stretches and contracts, varying with velocity. Due to its malleability, time, like space, deserved its own dimension. In fact, Einstein claimed that the two were one and the same. Together, they formed a four-dimensional fabric or continuum 
called space-time, upon which the mundane events of the universe would unfold. Einstein suggested that massive objects like the Sun didn't pull bodies like Earth with a mysterious, inexplicable tug, but rather curved the fabric of space-time around them, forcing Earth to fall down into this steep valley. A highly simplified analogy is the dip in a trampoline made by the of a bowling ball. If a marble were placed on that trampoline, the marble would immediately roll towards the bowling ball in the center. This is also true for Earth's gravity. We are pinned to the ground because space, so distorted by the Earth's mass, pushes us down from above. However, the slump in the fabric around Earth is not uniform, and Earth's gravity grows more intense as we move towards its center, where the curvature is at a maximum. Therefore, like the marble on the trampoline, an object that falls towards the Earth accelerates as it races towards the center of the planet. It falls faster when just above the surface than it does, say, when it is slightly above the atmosphere. But hey, according to special relativity, the faster you move through space, the slower you move through time. This means that time runs slower on Earth's surface than it does above the atmosphere. Now, because different planets have different masses, and thus different gravitational strengths, they also accelerate objects at different rates. As we have learned, this means a variable passage of time. This is what happens in the movie Interstellar, when the protagonists land on a planet in the proximity of a black hole. The gravity on the planet is so severe that one hour on the surface is equivalent to seven years on Earth. To understand how motion affects time, let's consider the simplest timekeeping mechanism. A second passes each time the photon is reflected. Let's imagine two people, one in a spaceship slightly above Earth's atmosphere, and the second on top of a small hill just above the Earth's surface. Both are watching a man fall from space towards the ground. Let's say that the falling man is carrying the photon clock explained a moment ago. What do each of the two men observe as the man falls past them? What they observe is eerily similar to what a stationary person would observe when watching a ball bounce in a moving train. As the man falls from space, the light in his clock would appear to move in triangles to the two observers. This would mean that the light travels a longer distance, consequently stretching the duration of a second. It is obvious that the length of triangles the light traces, and therefore the duration of a second, is proportional to the velocity of the falling man. When we recall that objects closer to the center of the planet fall faster, we can determine that time would appear to pass slower to the man on the hill than it does to the man in the spaceship above. Of course, the difference is infinitesimal. The difference between the time measured by clocks at the tops of mountains and at the surface of Earth is a matter of nanoseconds. Time dilation affects every clock, whether it relies on basic electromagnetism or a complex combination of electromagnetism and Newton's laws of motion. In fact, even biological processes are slowed down. Yes, that's right. Your head is slightly older than your feet. So we hope you enjoyed uh, that little video trying to explain time travel. I watched it. I'm still a little bit confused with it, uh, but it is uh, kind of a, an explanation on time travel. Now, what are your thoughts on time travel? Now, if you were able and things were possible, if you were able to travel to the past and travel to the future, what would you do in the past? What would you do in the future? Oh, geez. That feels like a really heavy question. 
doesn't have to be. I mean, something fun. It doesn't like just what would you want to do in the future? What would you want to do in the past? I don't know that I want to go in the past. I've been there. I live that already. But you could travel any any time period that you wanted to. You could go back to any time period that you wanted to and see something. Um, there, there's, you know, you, you could do this. It. It's almost like an astral projection where you could go and see things um, that you really, really want to see uh, and then be able to just come back into your own existence and be able to say, I got to see that. What would you want to see or what would you want to do? Hmm. It's, it feels like such a deep question. I think the first thing that comes to my mind would be to see Martin Luther King speak in person, live, down there, you know, do the walk with them. Like an epic moment in history would probably be something I would go back and view. Um, Keep in mind, there's no consequences for your actions. Like you wouldn't die doing yeah, yeah. what you want to do. You well, I don't like, want to go to war. So I would think, no. you know, yeah, I think I would want to go back and witness like an epic moment in history that people will forever talk about, like seeing Martin Luther King talk. That would be really cool. Okay. Uh, I think for myself, it's either uh, Jesus time. Um, oh, wow. Okay. To, see, to see what what happened there. And then uh, the other one would probably be uh, dinosaurs and maybe uh, the meteor hitting and seeing what happened. Uh, we know what happened. I you, mean, at the extinction. You want to live through that? So, no, no. You but want to experience it, that. Right. I, I just want to experience this. Like I said, the it's almost basically like basically almost ending. You yes. want to experience that? So, what is it with you in the apocalypse? So it's it's like an astral projection. You get to see what actually happened. But not without, experience. Right. Without actually being there. Without consequence. Yes. Zero consequence. We're not going to find... A director awesome fossil like well, now well this future this We're future dating. would be it wouldn't be right i mean right it now this right so yeah a little pod jerky in sign the right beside in the rock <laughs> yeah um okay so if you could go into the future what would you want to do well i don't know what it's gonna hold so i think it would be cool to just kind of travel all over the world and see what happened Right? Like, like see these flying cars and this George Jetson yeah. life and this, which which is funny enough that His what was it? Like, was two July weeks 31st. ago. Yeah, yeah, two weeks ago it was George Jetson's actual birthday from the yeah. show, uh, so July thirty first, twenty twenty two. So like um, Rosie trying to destroy the iPad and like they were good ones. Yeah. So yeah, I think it would just be cool to see what happens. Like there's so much talk about if we don't get our shit under control now that there isn't going to be much of a future that we're going to leave for the next couple of generations. So I guess I kind of want to know, did we turn it around? Well, if we go by the guy who says the world ends in the year 5,000, we're still 2,700 and uh, change away from that happening. Yeah. Uh, No, sorry. 20, 20, uh, 2,800 and change. What are you? Are we in 2022? My math is not really good today. We got a while to go. Yeah. So we're still 2,900 years away from that. Um, well, it's three different numbers that I just gave right there, but uh, we're about twenty. You claim to be good at math. What's happening? I am good at math. Uh, 2,900 years away, uh, from seeing that. So, um, if we don't get our stuff together right now and we do end up going to the year 5,000, it's got nothing to do with what we're doing right now because that's 2,900. That's more years than we've actually started counting our years. Right. So, um, 
is still a long way to go. So, uh, yeah, I think in the future, I kind of want to see like, like you said, like how, how does the world turn out? What kind of technology is out there? Um, have we ever, have we come into contact with any kind of other civilization? Like, are there, you know, other, yeah. Are there aliens out there that we got our technology from and our technology is so much better now? Uh, I, I, well, we know the technology is going to get a lot better than it is now because it's come a long way in the past 20 years anyway. Um, so yeah, something like that would probably be pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Just to see where we end up. Like we've watched so many post-apocalyptic type movies around, what happens to humanity and the divide or the coming together or whatever it might be. It's kind of interesting to see what it looks like. Does it look like a post-apocalyptic yeah. thing? Right. Race, gender. Yeah. Is like, that all a thing? All, you know? all the things that have, have kind of come up over the course of our lifetime, I'm assuming, you know, hopefully less than a hundred years from now, that that would fundamentally be very, very different. Well, it's funny because you, you know, you always hate when I say this, but there's an oh, episode God. of South Park. Oh God. Um, so, <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. Should have known. Um, but they actually have an episode based on a little bit of time travel and the, the humans that are there um, are all, you know, one, like they all are like, it's basically one gender, one race. It's just, just basically what you had mentioned a couple yeah. of minutes ago. So um, it's interesting that you said that because that's that's an actual episode probably from 15 years ago, actually. Yeah. Um, it's one of their earlier seasons that they well, actually hell, had. If that, the so. Simpsons can predict shit. Yeah. Yeah. Tolkien South Park. I yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this. Yeah. But why not? Right. I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in the future? Um, we just live our days today, you know, whatever it is. Um, but this is kind of, no, but it's kind of like a fun episode that we did just to see, you know, kind of talk about a couple of uh, things about time travel. Um, but if we do go by, um, uh, Stephen Hawking's theory that we cannot travel back to the future, then, you know, that's kind of where I'm leaning towards and watching the Avengers explanation in Endgame was gold so let's kind of go out on that little uh conversation with paul rudd so here it is oh that's what i heard wait but who who told you that star trek terminator time cop time after time quantum leap wrinkle in time somewhere in time hot tub time machine. hot tub time machine bill and ted's excellent adventure basically any movie that deals with time travel die hard no it's not one this is known i don't know why everyone believes that but that isn't true Think about it. If you travel to the past, that past becomes your future. And your former present becomes the past, which can't now be changed by your new future. Exactly. So back to the future is a bunch of bullshit. All right. That was the the little uh, explanation of time travel from the Avengers and Endgame. Uh, I just love the line from Paul Rudd. Uh, I had a good laugh at that line. Uh, so back to the future is just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, it was a really good line that delivered in the movie and, uh, that was, uh, enjoyable for me. Uh, so that's going to wrap up this edition of pod jerky. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at pod jerky. You can also find us on Linktree. That's L I N K T R dot E E forward slash pod jerky, as well as our bite size. That's B Y T E S I Z E dot M E forward slash pod jerky. I'm director. Awesome. Thank you once again to Mrs. Awesome for joining the show. Anytime. 
And as always, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we will see you guys later. 